traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. This is Scott Miller, founder of the International Equine Network. I'm late to the gate today. That's for sure. I wonder what that fine's going to be, but it was all my own doing, and I plead guilty. Um, we're starting today. We're going to start talking about uh, the uh, format uh, of International Equine Network, just uh, what our mission statement is and what we're going to be doing. We've got a lot of good things lined up here. Um, and we've taken, oh, geez, over two years just to kind of go through some things and see what, um, you know, would work and what would, would not work. And, you know, did a lot of, um, uh, you know, statistical reviews of, of uh, what's going on in the business, in the horse business of all breeds all over the world. And, and we know um, who we uh, identified as the major players in what we're doing. And one of the uh, major players that we're doing uh, is a show called Quest for Equine Gold. There's an organization called the Longines Global Champions Tour, and they tr- they uh, they show horses uh, all over the world, and it's a series of shows. And at the end of the year, they had the top riders, and they- these are Olympic quality horses and, and show and-, and people that are showing. And what I like about it is, is it's pretty much about the same 25 um, riders and, and show horses uh, that travel the world. Uh, this is a, a very interesting uh, thing that uh, they've come up with, and it's very successful. And, and now they're just now getting into um, the television aspect of it. Uh, and they, they've been working on this a long time also. And so uh, what I've done is uh, I've labeled this program called Quest for Equine Gold. And um, what we're trying to do is we're trying to show how people in the show horse industry, uh, show jumping, uh, what they have to go through to get the gold, uh, whether it's in the Olympics or the Pan American Games or in the Global Champions Tour. Uh, show horses, is, are, they're not anything at all like racehorses. Uh, even though some of them are X-race horses, um, it, it takes years and years to get a show horse up to top quality competition like the Olympics or the Pan American Games or, or the Global Champions Tour. And it's a lot of dedication, six, seven days a week with them, um, many hours during the day to train the horses, uh, condition them, uh, get them just right. And most of the show horses are older. They're you see some of them that are eight, seven, eight years old, but most of them are 10, 9, 10, 11, 12. They're, they're older horses. And, and like I said, it takes a lot to get them, uh, you know, to that point. And on our February 22nd show, uh, we're going to be going to uh, television and video. And one of our uh, people that we're going to have on the show uh, is her name's Arlie. Uh, you'll get a meter on February 2nd. Uh, she is a show rider and she rides, uh, you know, all, all over the world. And, uh, she's just a fantastic rider. And it's going to be, uh, you know, our introduction, uh, to her. And then she's going to really help us, uh, and explain to us about the show horse world and show jumping. And it's a phenomenal, um, uh, series of, uh, shows. And you, you just wouldn't believe it. The first show, starts out in Miami Beach, um, April the 12th through the 15th. And this show ring is literally built on the beach at South Beach. Uh, they go out there every year and they build a, a nice arena. Uh, they've got stadiums, uh, uh, seating that you have there. And, and as you look at the horses in the arena, uh, you're probably 50, 60 yards away from uh, the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, it's a great, great seen you know to be to be seen uh it's un- unreal uh then they go to mexico city april 20th uh madrid spain may 12th um you know they go to saint tropez uh and uh june 1st so you know every every two or three weeks uh there's something going on somewhere uh they'll be in Cannes, stockholm paris Mon- uh, monaco um london 
Rome, New York, uh, Riyadh, and, and the championships uh, will be um, in Prague. So the whole point that we're trying to get across here is we're going to bring quality show horse jumping to Quest for Equine Gold from all around the world. And we'll be doing interviews uh, uh, every couple of weeks uh, with people that are at the shows. And we're going to be doing a lot of different things, you know, uh, with Quest for Equine Gold. But what we're going to try to do is help you understand the show horse business. And it, it all starts out, and it starts at local local facilities and farms like, like us here, here at uh, Sunshine Meadows and, and Delray Equestrian. Uh, we have a lot of kids that are just five, six, seven years old starting out. And then in 20 years, uh, these are the kids you'll see in the Olympics. Um, it's just amazing how dedicated these kids are from the get-go. And that's what makes it go. Uh, you know, it, it really does. Uh, it's a lifestyle. Um, once you become in, uh, uh, a horseman uh, into the horse industry, it, it becomes a part of your life. And that's what we're going to show. We're going to show people how they live and where they go and, you know, the whole nine yards, uh, what we're going to do with it. And we're going to do it through various ways, through radio, through print, through uh, television. And we think that if you're going to like it. You don't have to be a horseman to watch our programming. That, that was my main concern. Um, we got to talking about some things, uh, some uh, fellow horsemen, here in South Florida. And what we didn't want to do is we didn't want to get into, uh, like, say, for example, the racing end of it. Um, we didn't want to get into, you know, odds and, and betting and the gambling aspect of it. Uh, we're not, we, you, you'll very rarely hear us talk about gambling uh, on the horses. Uh, you, you might hear us uh, say, oh, uh, Churchill Downs, Keeneland Gulfstream are, are whatever track we're talking about, had a record uh, record amount of money wagered. And the reason we do that is we're just trying to show you how strong the economy is. Uh, and, and when we talk economy in horses, uh, the horse industry affects communities all over the country, all over the world. Now, in Europe and, and South America, uh, it's part of their culture. Just about anybody you talk to uh, from Europe or, or um, South America, Asia, uh, that are that are horsemen, their family have been involved with the horses all their life. It's part of their, you know, uh, their heritage. And so these are the kind of things that you know we're trying to explain, and that's why we don't talk about uh, a lot about uh, the gambling aspect of it, uh, because eventually they're going to have gambling on show horses. Uh, they're laying out a program right now that's going to uh, set foundation for wagering on show horses, and it's taken. They've been talking about this for ten years and working on it, and so it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, from in the show horse business how fast it goes along. But um, uh, that's what we're going to do. Uh, it's our debut uh, on February second. Uh, at 1 o'clock here on BBS Radio and all its affiliations that uh, they connect us to. And we're going to have uh, a live YouTube channel, and we'll be live on Facebook uh, with it. Uh, we'll be based uh, um, from BBS. And, it, and if you go to BBS uh, Radio TV, let me tell you something. You can find us, whether it's on iTunes, iHeart, um, you know, you name it. They have they have a link there to to get uh, get to our programming, and, and that's what I like about about BBS. So they they can cover it all, and they got great programming other than horses on there too. So it's a, it's a good stop for you, a good five ten minutes to look at, and and uh, I think you enjoy it. But um, the horse aspect of it is um, uh, what we're doing here. You do not have to be a horse person to watch our programming because our programming is going to be entertaining. And, and that's what we're here for. We're here to inform and entertain the, the general public. And once we start uh, doing that, um, we're going to build our fan base, and that fan base comes into new riders, new trainers, new owners. Uh, it, it starts feeding the system. 
by bringing in new people. Uh, it's always uh, the, the toughest sell is to sell somebody in the horse business on horses because as soon as they get in a little knowledge, they think they know everything, and then the sale becomes e- even tougher. But if you, if you sit down with uh, new people that are coming in and you explain to them, you know, that this is the horse business and this is what we do and how we do it and where we go, and uh, it, 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 it kind of lets their appetite a little bit, and then they, they usually, uh, you know, step forward in it, and, and especially in the show horse industry. All these kids, when they get into the show horses, oh, it's amazing to see these four- and five-year-old kids. They got reins in their hands, and they don't have, you know, um, uh, you know, a phone in their hands uh, uh, doing all the digital stuff that the kids do today on the phone and because they got reins in their hands, and they're feeding their horses and grooming their horses, and it sets a good foundation for them. And what I tell a lot of parents is that if these kids – become good at what they're doing, there are full-time college scholarships available for them to just about every major university in this country. Uh, you know, and, and I, can't, I can't think of any better way than going to college, uh, riding and showing horses, you know, to, uh, to get my uh, business degree or whatever degree you're after and having the horses pay for it. Uh, you know, that's, that's something that's uh, just really great, you know, for the kids to do. And, uh, and they set the foundation at an early age, and, and they go right on through them. Some of them make it, but for the most part, most all, all of them are riding. And what I like about it is, is no matter how young or how old you get, you can always still ride. And that, that's something that um, it really says a lot for a sport, uh, you know, that you can go out and ride and uh, when you're 80 years old or you can ride when you're five years old. And that, that's what we're trying to do here. We've got a lot of things on IEN, and uh, our website, I tell you, is something that was very, very important to me. Um, I I tell you, uh, it's just every day, you know, I'm on a computer. um, My friends are on a computer, back and forth. Nowadays, you can get anything you want on your your phones, uh, anywhere you're at. And so that's why we wanted to take a look at um, at a, a good website that was uh, one click to ientv.org and then that gets you into the um, to our website and then after that you're just uh, a click away for example uh, today we've got live racing uh, that's uh, coming from uh, aqueduct in New York uh, you know that that's a, it's their simulcasting signal that we have there for them uh, in fact um, Right now they're getting ready. It's uh, four minutes to post time at race two at Aqueduct. So uh, you know that's live. That's live. We have that live here, and and we go down to our programming, and, and uh, you get down to uh, what we've done is taken the the top tracks in the country, uh, for example, uh, where we see the most uh, uh, connections from the uh, public uh, to is Aqueduct, uh, the fairgrounds in New Orleans, um, Gulfstream Park in Miami, Laurel Park in Merritt, Baltimore, Oakland Park in Hot Springs, Arkansas, Santa Anita Park in uh, California, Tampa Bay Downs, Turfway Park in uh, Kentucky, and then we have an international section. And uh, we teamed up with Sky Sports um, to take racing out of Europe, and what they do is they take some of the best racing, um, you know, that's available. Uh, you know, and they broadcast. Of course, it's later at nighttime and everything, but it, but it's all what we're trying to do. And so uh, basically what I'm saying is is when you do the one click to IENTV, uh, then you got access to live racing, quality racing from all over the country and all over the world. And that, that's what we tried to do in, in the, uh, you know, in, in our business here. Uh, for example, like uh, when we're talking about Quest for Equine Gold, we have um, a section for uh, domestic Quest for Equine Gold, which is all about uh, um, the race, uh, the show in here in the United States. And then uh, we have Europe, and it's specifically uh, set up for uh, all the horse showing in Europe. And then we have an international section that will take us to uh, 
um, Asia, South America, uh, all over all over the world. Uh, and there's not a lot of show horse, uh, you know, horses uh, show horses um, that are broadcasting uh, right now. And so as they come come on online to broadcast, we make sure we're here to help them uh, with their distribution of it. And that's what we're trying to do. And that's on our quest for equine gold. So we cover the whole world, literally, you know, and that's live and tape programming that we're doing. And we do the same thing with the thoroughbreds. Um, you know, we have, uh, like I said, we've identified uh, quite a few racetracks that uh, they have a lot of uh, interest in, in their programming uh, from that track. And to help them, uh, they help us. Uh, we do help with the distribution. Sure, we're small. You know, uh, we, I don't, I couldn't tell you, uh, you know, how many people we might go out to, but we have the potential to go to a lot of people and it's small. And when you start adding all these things up together, the distribution is what's valuable, uh, to, to these, uh, different tracks and to these different, uh, industries like, uh, you know, the Federation of International, uh, horses, uh, like, um, uh, you know, thoroughbred racing, standard bread racing, all that. It's all about distribution. And if you got a distribution to a million people, not saying that a million people are going to watch your show, but they have the potential to watch it. And that's where um, the marketing aspect of the horse industry is finally realized that we have to get out to uh, the different uh, um, um, programs and, and do all, uh, all the things that we're doing here. It's about having the potential. Uh, you know, to do it. Uh, and that's, that's what I, I, I'm really behind now. But like I said, we got, um, the, the thoroughbreds, the quest for equine gold. Um, then one of the things that uh, helped generates the, uh, uh, show horse, I mean, the, uh, racehorse end of it is we got a program called Last Call. And Last Call is, uh, very interesting. Uh, it's where, it's how the horses get into, showing and to, uh, to racing and, and that type of thing. Uh, for example, on the 20th of this month, uh, we have a mixed sale coming, uh, out of Europe and it's a mixed sale of thoroughbred racehorses. And it's really interesting to watch them, how they, how they go through the show ring and how they, you know, uh, present their, uh, product that they have for sale. And, and by the same token, last call we have on the 23rd of January, um, we have um, uh, Last Call, and it's coming from Ocala, Florida. And it's uh, horses of all ages and, and horses in training. And so on January 23rd, which is a Monday, uh, we'll have an um, uh, undertack, what they call an undertack show. It's 9 a.m., and you can see the horses that are going to be uh, in the sale. And they're actually out on the track, and they... They, what they call breeze them uh, a three-eighths of a mile, and and then you see how good they run and what they look like, and, and, and it's really, you know, uh, a good way of marketing your horses. You can visually see it because, let's face it, uh, this, this under tax show and, and all the videos and the things that we're doing here is literally bringing the under tax show to the people via their computer, their phone, um, you know, their cable network, uh, and, and that's what it's all about. And, again, it goes back to the distribution and the volume of people. Now, you might have 5,000 people hit, hit uh, you know, the website and look at Last Call, and you might not have any of them buy anything. You might have one person. But, you know, it's the fact that they have the opportunity. Wherever they're at, they can't say, oh, well, I can't go to the sales because I'll be in New York or I'll be in California. Wherever you're at, you have access to the sales, and, that, and that's what we're trying to do here. And then on the 28th of the month, um, uh, this month, we have the Tattersall sales from uh, from Cheltenham in, in England, and it's it's a good sale. And you, you kind of can see how we've got uh, horses from uh, Europe and the United States, but they're all the same. And it's really nice to hear somebody uh, uh, uh Call the the sale in French or German, you know. It's really it's really good to see, uh, you know. So that, that's what I like about what we're doing here. We do a little bit of everything, and 
we're taking it by uh, small steps. And like I said, um, we're starting out with the thoroughbred end of it. Uh, it's really a, a good program that we have, and, and I think it'll be enjoyable. Uh, for the other thing that we have um, that I that I always have on here is we have um, uh, a movie on on today uh, today and the rest of the uh, week called Chasing the Wind. It's about how people in the thoroughbred industry, uh, what they do and how they live and how they get to, to the winter circle. Um, it, it's really a great movie. Um, it's a good uh, documentary. Uh, it's a full documentary. And uh, you just go to our website and you click on and, and you, you're there. You, you know, it's a good movie, uh, you know, to watch. Uh, so that, you know, that's what we're trying to do here. Start, and, and the reason I put that movie on is because it gives a behind the scene look to, um, what the thoroughbred industry is about. And all of our programming, uh, on, on the movies will be behind the scenes type of thing, uh, of how people, uh, train horses, how, how they raise horses, uh, you know, how they take them to the sales and, you know, just what a lifestyle it is. Um, you know, it's, um, I, I I should change the name of that, you know. Uh, what I'm thinking about doing now is we have it's family time at IEN, and I, maybe we can get a new name for that. What could we call it? Maybe we'll have somebody call in to three two three seven four 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 eight two eight and give us a, a, a suggestion on the name. And the first person that we have call, call in. Um, I'll send them a 2023 Kentucky Derby glass. And then that way, even if you can't be at Churchill, at least you can have a mint julep made in your own Derby glass, official Derby glass. But, um, yeah, you know, those are the kind of things we're looking at, uh, you know, to do that. Um, you know, looking for names and things, you know, to name that movie. Uh, but like I said, it's called Family Time uh, now at IEN. And maybe we could, um, you know, get a good suggestion on what we could call that and everything. So, uh, but, um, you know, it, it's interesting the horse business is. Um, people don't realize that um, the horse business affects any uh, and everybody in the community that they're in, whether it's a small stable or a large stable. Uh, the people that are uh, in that economy, uh, or, you know, or getting things. And I'll tell you one of the interesting things that, uh, that I saw. Um, it was, uh, it was up in southern Indiana. And there, there was a good community, but the, the feed stores were really far apart, uh, for the one people that had a small farm. And, you know, they had some horses that they were raising and, and teaching how to show jump and, you know, that type of thing. And I, they, they were telling me one of the problems they had, was going to the feed store. They said, you know, it was tough on going to the feed store. And I said, well, how, where's the feed store in? <laughs> and I got to laughing. They said, we don't have one. I said, but how do you feed your horses? Well, if we go to the feed store, we have to go to, you know, uh, uh, 25 miles away. So we have to do that, you know, like once a week and they don't deliver and, you know, that type of thing. And I said, well, let me... Let me ask you something. I said, go down to your local Walmart or your local pet store or your local hardware store and ask them if they carry feed. You know, and they said, well, some of them said, well, we could, but we just don't have enough people. So long story short, the Walmart there that they had made arrangements to get some feed. So it was a great thing for them. They, they actually had horse feet in, in their pet, pet department. You know, it was a special request. And, I, you know, I don't know if anybody else bought from them, but, you know, it kind of helped them with their problem. And a lot of the pet stores, instead of, you know, that have dogs, cats, canaries, and fishes, you know, in, in there, uh, a lot of those uh, people, they will carry feed, horse feed, you know, if, if you ask them. And so, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that, um, you know, we're, we're looking, you know, around for and trying to help people with. It makes their life a little easier, you know, on them. Um, uh, I tell you, uh, 
you'd be surprised nowadays with the way they uh, the way they ship everything with Amazon and all these other uh, uh, companies that are shipping. Um, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, to see how what Amazon can ship, and uh, from what I've seen, I think Amazon could ship a whole house. You know, if you ask them. Uh, you know, it costs you a little bit, but you know that's a problem that we have in, in the business. And, and uh, like for example, one of the companies that uh, I deal with is uh, called FarmVet. Uh, they are horse health. And one call puts you right with everything that you need. FarmVet can get it for you, whether it's medications, whether it's um, you know a, a halter, uh, horseshoes. You name it, if it's, if a horse needs it, they have it. You know, and, and so, and they got direct shipping, and then they do have some uh, stores uh, around the country. Um, they're like at um, Wellington on uh, South Shore Drive, they got a store there. And Farm Vet's really a good company, and they've got very um, educated people that uh, you talk with and salespeople that you deal with. And if you tell them you got a problem, they can tell you about the products because uh, they're hands on people. And that's what we're trying to do. Again, it's about distribution. Um, the more people they can get out to, and like like I said, I'm not very big, but, you know, if, if they can get one or two people here and there, um, you know, to a farm vet, then that adds to, you know, to their their uh, distribution power. And, and before you know it, you get a bunch of people uh, like IEN, uh, you know, pushing and 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 tugging it to, at the, uh, um, the horse industry, you know, you're going to have uh, access to any and everything. Uh, you know, that, that's what we're looking at. Uh, we've got a farm of the week that we do. Um, it's in Wilmington, Ohio. It's, it's the World Equestrian Center. And it's a, a quick little uh, snippet of what they're doing and what they're showing and how to get there and what they can do. And then the one in Ocala. The, the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, my goodness, it is unbelievable. It is the most beautiful, uh, well-equipped horse facility I've ever been in, and I've been to 12 different countries, and I've seen from the biggest to the smallest. But the World Equestrian Center in Ocala is phenomenal. They have a church on property for all the equestrians that are there. They have stores. They have restaurants. They're building another hotel. They're going to have two, two hotels. They got five star dining. Uh, they've got the blacksmith. The University of Florida has their vet, has a vet clinic on property for the horsemen that are there. Um, they've got everything and anything that you can need right there at the World Equestrian Center. And again, it goes back to why are people going there? Because they have everything there. The distribution for all the requirements that you need in the horse business is right at hand there. You don't have to worry about a drop ship uh, coming. You don't have to worry about anything. It's all right there. and can be delivered to you right at your barn. And that, that's what we're trying to, uh, you know, do um, is let people know about this. And Farm Vet, they've got things for cats and dogs and you name it, they got it. And, and if they don't have it, they'll tell you where you can get it. And that's what it's all about, you know, in the horse business. Uh, we have an equestrian of the week segment there. Um, you know, this this girl that uh, we we have on there this week, she her this this is her quest. Her quest is to ride every breed of horse that there is in the world. And of course, it, it, it requires a lot of travel. You know, and she's going to be from riding thoroughbreds to, you know, driving standard reds and doing show jumpers and, you know, horses that, uh, you know, pull sulky or pull uh, farm wagons like the Amish horses. That's her. That's her goal, and, and that's what she's doing in life. She's going all across the world, um, you know, learning uh, about all the different breeds, and it's a great little segment. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's uh, unbelievable. You know that somebody would take on you know, a task like that, and when she gets done, there are not going to be too many people that uh, can say, hey, I did that, you know. Uh, she's like the front runner of it and all. So that's our equestrian of the week, and that's what we try to do is we try to put equestrians up there that are different and unique in some way, shape, or form. 
Uh, you don't have to be a, a derby winner or a little brown jug winner or a gold medal winner from the Olympics. We just want to put that a question of the week up uh, every week and let them know, you know, that, hey, we recognize you. You know, this is what and we want to know more about you. And we want to tell the world about what you are doing. And, you know, I've had a couple of people say, oh, well, I'm just a little small outfit, you know. And I said, well, I said, this is just it. There's people that need to know about what you're doing. I have, I have a lady that was uh, struggling up in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, she was trying to rehome, uh, you know, horses for, from the racetrack and give them a second, uh, a second life, uh, a second purpose. And so one thing led to another, and we were discussing uh, some things, and, and uh, they were asking, you know, uh, X number of dollars for a horse because he was a son of Secretariat or, you know, the, uh, the daughter of Secretariat and the bloodline, bloodline, bloodline. And I said, well, you know, I said, here's the deal. I said, that bloodline doesn't mean nothing in the show horse industry. It's the talent that the horse has, you know, and I said, that's what you got to go for. And I said, if you put a, a single price on that horse, then we'll say $2,500. You're going to sell horses right and left, day in and day out at all levels. I said, that's what you're going to do. And about 80 horses later, um, the farm told me, said, you know, you were right. He said, you know, we, 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 get them, we get them going as soon as they get here. And, and, you know, that, that's, uh, and again, it's all about distribution, having the right price and, and the things that you, that you need to do, uh, you know, in the horse business. And you'll find that that's universal everywhere. Doesn't matter what breed you are, what country you're from. You know, it's, it's all about, um, you know, uh, what you have to offer and how you can get them there. And so that, that's, uh, what we're looking at. And that, that's our, uh, farm of the week, equestrian of the week and business of the week. And again, one click, uh, you know, that's going to answer everything that, that you need to know. And, and staying on that same line of thought, um, again, like you've heard me say before, um, hallway feeds in uh, Lexington, Kentucky is, uh, probably the, the feed company in the world. Um, they can, um, mix your feed the way you want it. And they've got personnel that can tell you, uh, you know, what your horse might need. You might have a problem and saying, you know, my horse is just getting off the track and I don't want to ha- uh, keep him hot, as they call them when they come off the tracks. And we want to kind of bring him down off of that, uh, you know, that high-powered uh, horse feed and get him into a regular routine. They tell you what they have and, and you know, uh, um, what you need. And you might have an old horse or a young horse that can tell you what you need for them. And that's whether it's a show horse, race horse, you know, or, or just, you know, a backyard pony, uh, you know, that type of thing. And, and that's why we, we direct everybody to hallway feeds. Uh, then we have uh, another thing that's important to the horseman is, um, is uh, traveling. Uh, when you're traveling, uh, you've got a lot to think about. And uh, we direct you towards Camping World. Uh, camping world, uh, they deal with a lot of horsemen. They deal with a lot of sports, uh, uh, programs. They deal with a lot of athletes. They deal with all, all types of people. And, and they have, um, from small trailers to, you know, the million dollar buses, you know, that, that you can have. And the, the reason I like, like this story and the reason why I like having camping world around is in, um, in, in Ocala. There was a guy that was talking to me about, you know, what I was doing. And I told him this had been quite a few years back. And he was a groom. And uh, grooms, you know, they make a, a good living, but it's difficult when you travel so much, you know, to get a, a hotel or an apartment or, or a house because, you know, they're, they're on the move every three or four or five months, you know, they moving and going back up to New York or, you know, to Kentucky or wherever. So he goes over to, to the uh, Camping World uh, uh, outlet in Ocala, and he starts talking to the salesman. And the guy says, well, you know, he says, I got an older truck. And he said, um, uh, he said the groom says, uh, you know, I just need something to get. Well, they got, they got him what they called a teardrop. 
trailer. And this thing is like really small. It looks like a, it looks like a teardrop. And it, it was hilarious. But it had, it had a little refrigerator in it. It had, you know, all the, the amenities that one would need. And it, and it fit right behind his truck. It was like a little U-Haul trailer. This guy just went nuts. And for eight years, he's been driving it. He go, he goes everywhere he goes. You know, he, he can pull in and, and, um, uh, you know, set it up real quick. And, you know, it's good and it's his home and, and it's his, you know, and it saves him a lot of money. And so that's why we put Camping World in there. Uh, you can go to the very extravagant million-dollar buses and get all the bells and whistles, or you can find something in between. And, and what I like about it, especially uh, uh, the toy haulers, uh, you know, horsemen carry a lot of stuff with them. And, and right now I know a guy that has got, he's got a, a trailer, uh, that he ordered from, uh, camping, uh, from Camping World. It's a, it's a Keystone Montana trailer. And, uh, they, he likes that for living in. And then he also bought a, what they call a toy hauler, where you could take ATVs, you know, and things like that. And, and what he did, and what they call the garage on it, where you would store the ATVs, he converted that over to his equine office. So he's got a, a living space in there, uh, kitchen, you know, the TV, uh, the restroom, the whole nine yards. And then in the back in, in the garage area, he's got his office. And it's just a regular, it's like, it's just like it's a farm. You know, he's got his desk in there. He's got his computer. He's got everything in there. And, and so he really likes that because he can have, um, he can have people over, clients over. And they've got, um, you know, a kitchen in, in the thing. Uh, they've got, um, you know, theater seats. They've got couches. Um, you know, they've got all, all the bells and whistles uh, of a regular RV. And then, of course, they, they've got a, um, you know, a, a bedroom in it, too. And he, he said uh, he doesn't use that much uh, because he's got another RV that's just strictly for, for living. So, you know, he likes that. He takes what he calls he's taking a farm with him. And so, uh, you know, these are the kind of things that we're doing here. We're trying to uh, put our horsemen and equestrian in touch, you know, with the things uh, that they do. And we call that section Equestrian Life Made Easy. And and that's what we like about it, to do that. Uh, We've got uh, the Weather Channel. The Weather Channel's on there. I know you guys heard me talk about this before. Uh, the Weather Channel's there. It's a, a quick link to um, to the Weather Channel, uh, you know, so that you know where you're going and, and what you need to do, um, you know, so that that's good. Uh, you know, I, I just can't emphasize enough how important it is to have things like this to the horsemen, um, like the Weather Channel. And then if you're not into the RVN and, and, uh, you know, you're only going to be gone to an, an event for two or three days. Like say, you, for example, you're going to the Kentucky Derby. Um, it's really, a, um, you know, it's hard to find housing. The campgrounds are usually filled up all the way from Cincinnati to Lexington uh, to Nashville. Uh, you know, people are at the showgrounds or the campgrounds there, and they drive back and forth, you know, to Louisville. And so, you know, we, we, uh, got it linked up with, uh, Trivago. And Trivago is a company that, um, that can help you with, uh, auto, uh, hotels, you name it, they, they have it. And so we're putting in their links today. And, uh, when you, uh, after five o'clock tonight, you'll be able to go to, to our website and you'll be able to click on to, you know, Trivago, another channel. Uh, and get whatever you need one, one click real quick. Uh, you know, we're going to have MapQuest is going to be put up. Uh, MapQuest is important because it can, whether you're in a car or a truck, you go to MapQuest and they can get you right to the place that you need to go. And again, like I said, it's a one click deal. Um, and then probably the thing that, that I would say the quickest link that we have, uh, that'll be up today. It's called ship.com, S-H-I-P-T.com. And what I like about ship is the fact that they can, uh, they have like Walgreens and CVS and they have, um, 
uh, Target, uh, they have uh, uh, Kroger's, they have Myers, they have uh, Winn-Dixie, they have uh, Publix. Um, they got Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, you name it, they have it on there. And what it is is when you go to um, when you go to that link at ship uh, ship dot com, it tells you uh, what um, businesses and, and grocery stores and things they have available. Um, you know, in that area, you just put in your zip code, and, and it tells you. And what I like about it is uh, with a membership, which we will be giving away next Thursday. Uh, a one-year membership uh, to a caller that calls in. Uh, we will give that away, and and then that way uh, you don't have uh, you get a free year of ship dot com, you know, on IEM. And and if they call in next Thursday, and we'll see if we give it away or if it's going to be like my Derby glass where I just add it to my collection. But uh, ship dot com, uh, they and they deliver anywhere in that zip code. And believe you me, I believe in them because when I was in the hospital uh, for a long, awful long time, I could order from ship.com and, and they brought it to me. Um, when you're at the showgrounds, uh, if you're uh, wherever you're at in your RV, uh, you just go to ship.com and they'll deliver right to you. Um, you know, whether it's an apartment, a house, a hotel, a hospital, showgrounds, uh, racetrack, they'll deliver to you. And so, again, we go back to, you know, we're trying to get everything here to up to speed on our website so it'll make life easier for you, uh, you know. And, and that's what it's all about in, in the horse business is how easy can we make it, make it for everybody. Uh, can we make it entertaining? Can we make it, uh, you know, a, a website that's going to help you out in time of need? Uh, you know, we want to do that. And that's why we put all these different things on. On and whether you're in a hotel, a house, an RV, uh, no matter what state you're in, no matter what country you're in, you come to our website and we're going to be able to get you there with one click. Well, actually, two clicks: one click to IEN and then one click to whatever you know um, part of the site that you're looking for. And so you know that's what we're doing there. And then the the thing that I like the most. Is uh, you know we have year-round coverage of the Breeders' Cup. What's leading up to the Breeders' Cup? Um, we'll have uh, everything leading up to the 2023 Breeders' Cup. Uh, we'll we'll be carrying live all the win and your in uh, Breeders' Cup races, and then we'll have an international, uh, you know, um, a Breeders' Cup that that we can follow on there. And then the thing that I I like the most about what we're doing here. And it's just exciting for me because I'm involved with quite a few of the horses uh, that are going to the Derby this year because they're in a, a training facility that we have um, here in Delray Beach. Um, it's called How They Get There, the 2023 Kentucky Derby. And it is, it's really an exciting um, uh, type of thing. Um, the, the one thing that... Uh, um, I would suggest if you go to and look at it and uh, take a look at it, it's, it's the journey starts with the owner. And we featured uh, One Star Farm. And the, re the real reason that I, I did One Star Farm is because I used to work work with the One Star. And um, it, it, they're great people. Kenny Trout is, is fantastic. Um, Elliot Walden does a superb job on running the overall um, aspect of the farm. Uh, I worked for Elliot, and he's a great person, a uh, very great person. Kenny Trout is the best owner that you could ever have. And, and so we, we take you uh, and let you see what One Star is all about. And then uh, the trainer is the next uh, thing and how they get there. And that's important for the owners to have a good trainer. And uh, we're featuring Wayne Lucas and, and Todd Pletcher. And I've had I, I worked for D. Wayne. And the guy is a tremendous uh, horseman, a great businessman. But the thing I always said about Wayne, after working for him and getting to know him, he's a better person than he is a horseman, and he's a better person than he is a businessman. And he's at the top of the business. He's at the top of the trainers. 
but he's a better person, and that's what makes him so successful. And then um, we uh, take a look at Brookledge, how they get the horses around, uh, equine transportation. I worked for Brookledge. Uh, I was up at Belmont Park in New York and did a lot of uh, shipping with them, and it, it was really good. Uh, you know, and it takes you behind the scenes and shows you what they have to do to get there. And then a good friend of mine that, um, you know, we, we show, uh, he's a blacksmith. Steve Norman's his name. He's probably the best in the business. He's, he's done just about everything you can do. And, and I knew how good he was when one of the trainers that I had worked for, they said they never tell him how to shoe a horse. They let him shoe the horse. And sometimes you get a lot of trainers that come in, oh, well, he needs to have this done. You know, I want that done. You know, and Steve's the kind of guy who comes in and he tells you, this is what we need to do with this horse. These are the shoes that you need on this horse, and this is where we go from there. So, again, you know, it goes back to the owner and trainer, and you got to have good people around you, you know, like a Steve Norman. And then, we, you know, again, there's hallway feeds. You can go take a look at that. Then a lot of owners go to the sales. And uh, we we have uh, uh, Keelan, the Keelan sales over there. A lot of people like to go in and buy yearlings and, and buy two-year-olds in training and, and get them ready to, you know, for, for the road to the derby. Uh, you know, that's, again, it goes back to the owner and the trainer. And, you know, it, it's a tough thing, that you know, on how to get to the Kentucky Derby. A lot, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of pieces to this, you know, to this project. And then, and then we have the derby prep races. And, and that's what, uh, you know, is, is really uh, interesting because uh, the Kentucky Derby people have set up a series of races to qualify your horses for the Derby because they have, have over 10,000 horses that are born a year uh, that could be going, uh, you know, everybody has the dream uh, of going to the Derby. You know, that that's the ultimate dream. You can't get any better than that. I've actually known people that have won the Kentucky Derby and they've never, their goal was never to go, you know, they, they stepped back and they said, Hey, we've done it. You know, we're going to take that. And, and, you know, if a great horse comes along, good, but you know, we're, we're not so, uh, you know, we feel fulfilled. Uh, we feel satisfied, satisfied and successful for, um, you know, getting to the Derby. And, but like I said, every year, Every year in November, in November, well, actually, it's in September, the first derby prep race is the Iroquois at Churchill Downs. And everybody likes to run that that race because uh, if you can get into it, because it gives you horse experience over that track, over Churchill Downs, you know, in stakes competition. So you really know what kind of horse you have. And then they have the uh, another race there uh, in the fall. It's uh, called the uh, the Jockey Club, uh, and and it's another uh, you know race to uh, see what kind of horse you have, uh, if you can get him on the right road to the Derby, and you got experience over the track again that they have there, and then uh, the the next race uh, it really kicks off the uh, road to the Kentucky Derby is the two year old uh, Breeders Cup Juvenile uh, that they have. Uh, if you can make it in there, then you got a pretty good shot at, you know, getting to Churchill that first Saturday in May. And, and one thing that, that I like about it is I get all excited in November, probably more so than I do. Well, not as much as, as I get excited about Thanksgiving. But, um, you know, the Breeders' Cup, uh, is close at it. And then I like to just get on through the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, and get into the road to the Kentucky Derby. And that, I mean, that's just personally me, you know, how I like to do that. But, um, like I said, uh, the road to the Kentucky Derby, they got horse racing, um, two or three, uh, you know, prep races for the Derby. And, and you're trying to get them there and you got to earn points to, to get to the Derby because, like I said, there's 10,000, you know, uh, thoroughbreds born a year and, you know, only 20 can run in the Kentucky Derby. So they finally had to create a system. Uh, that would help get the top quality horses to the Derby. And so for, for a while, if you had a lot of money earnings, uh, you know, that, that would kind of get you in the door. And then they got to realizing that shrewd trainers uh, knew how to amount uh, that purse money up. 
and they could get in and, and race a few races and get a lot of purse money. And, you know, they're just, they were okay races, but nothing that, you know, was really telltale, you know, on it. So then they started realizing that they needed to get a point system and, and get away from the money earnings and go to the points. So they created a, a list of racing from all the tracks across the country uh, that they had. Uh, and there's 26 races, actually, that uh, that they're going to be involved in, in this program. Um, I, I think it's probably the best thing that, that they can do because uh, it helps each track uh, attract uh, patrons to come in and fans to come in. Because, like, for example, we got the Locomet, um, and, and I'm rough on, on, on words, I'm brutal on words, pronouncing them correctly. I got book learning, but not that much, uh, getting into the business. But it's from the fairgrounds in New Orleans. It's a mile and 16. It's a $200,000 person. That's going to be, um, on January 21st. That's, uh, uh, this, uh, this weekend. And, so now you you got some pretty good horses that are uh, going in there and I, I like it because um it starts you gotta start proving yourself. You know, you can't just sit back and just take it easy. Uh you know, you gotta start proving yourself. And so um I, I was laughing today. I said now the the trainers, uh like Bob Bob Bafford and and um Steve Asmussen and Brad Cox and uh, you know Todd Pletcher, those, those kind of people. Now, when they go to their owners, they got to get a multitude of three-year-olds, two-year-olds to start out. You know, because that's what it's all about. And hey, we had we had a race out in um, California last week, and it was a six-horse race, and Bob Baffert had four of the horses in there, and one scratched out, so it was a five-horse race. You know, but they were all you know, three-year-olds, and they're trying to get them, you know, ready uh, to get to the derby. Now, they don't have a lot of derby points, but after the race that they had last weekend, he knows how good they are. He knows where they're at, you know, in their training. And his whole whole thing is now is to now start looking for races that have derby points so he could possibly get them back to the derby. You know, that's what he's trying to do. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting how they're uh, playing the game with these uh, trial races, you know, to get them, these prep races to get them there and everything. So that's that's what, uh, you know, this horse business is all about is, you know, pre-planning everything that you're doing to get to, to get to the derby. And, you know, you got the trainer and the owner get together, and it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of logistics um, in there to where you go to get points. And so um, then after that, um, at Oakland Park, January 28th, is the Southwest. And that the Southwest is setting everything up for the Arkansas Derby, which gives a lot of points. So you, you don't have to travel to get points, you know, because you can literally stay right at, uh, you know, at, at Oakland or the fairgrounds. The Little Comet is, uh, is um, a preparation for the Louisiana Derby. Uh, so, you know, that that's there. But the Southwest is $750,000 going a mile on the 16th. So, you know, you're looking at some good money there. Um, so now that, you know, having said that, uh, these trainers have to really get real, real uh, refined on their training program. They have to get, you know, uh, the plans all etched in stone to where they're going to go with their horse. And hopefully you can win. If you don't win, then you got to have that backup race. You know, so, well, well, he got in there and it was tough. Where the, where the, was he a, a quality horse? Uh, we'll say like, let's say for example, uh, the Southwest at Oakland. Yeah, let's say you run third or fourth, fifth, maybe. You come out and you kind of evaluate your horse and say, hey, you know, um, he just had a bad trip. Uh, you know, it was a muddy track. Uh, not not looking for excuses, but just trying to figure out reasons why he didn't run. And so then after you evaluate that and determine what happened in that race, then you said, well, you know, we're still going to keep him on the road to the Derby, so we might point him towards, uh, you know, uh, the John Battaglia 
uh, a mile and a sixteenth up at Turfway Park in Kentucky. Or, you know, they might um, say, we'll try uh, the Robert B. Lewis uh, at Santa Anita in February, or the Sam Davis at Tampa Bay, which is a prep race for the Tampa Bay Derby. You know, try, try to get him somewhere else. You know, and, and then if he runs bad there, if he just gets outrun, then, you know, the, the, that kind of stakes competition is not his uh, cup of tea. So, you know, that's what, that's what you start looking at. And, and I, I get so excited because every weekend, you know, I, there's something that's going on, you know, here that um, I like to see. Uh, you know, it makes my uh, weekends a lot, a lot more enjoyable because uh, I can sit right here and I can go to my own website and I can watch all these derby prep races right from my, you know, right from my living room. Uh, you know, I like that and everything. I'm sure I'd like to be in all the places, but over my, you know, 35 years in the business, uh, you know, I, I've been there, done that, and I've been very blessed, you know, but now I kind of like to where I can sit at home and, and barbecue and, and not have to worry about working and, and you know, just uh, watch everything on the Internet that we get set up and go from there. You know, so kind of do that. But that's what I like about the Derby prep race season and everything. And in that first leg uh, uh, series, it really starts putting the points on the board, as you might want to say, to qualify you for the Derby. And they call it the first leg. It's a, it's a point system. First is 50 points, second is 20, third, 15, fourth, 10, and fifth, five. And then we have, in that series, we have the Risen Star, the Rebel, Totley used the Gotham, San Felipe, Tampa Bay Derby, and the Sunland Derby. So now that you get there, uh, you know, now you're really serious. You're, you're in the top 50, uh, you know, or top 40, I would say, uh, for the Derby. And then you get into that second leg, and that's where all the points, you know, you know they get up there and they double. And then you're talking about the Louisiana Derby, the UAE Derby, the Jeff Ruby State, Florida Derby, Arkansas Derby, Bluegrass State, Santa Anita Derby, and Wood Memorial. So if you win one of those, you're pretty much, uh, and you've already got derby points. That, that look, makes you look pretty good for the derby to qualify. And then they have a wild card race, and it's, um, it's the Lexington Stakes, uh, in April 15th, two weeks before the derby. And that's probably your last shot to get in, in the derby, uh, you know, when, when you get there for it. And so, you know, the whole point that we're saying, it's just like life in general, it's organization. Uh, if you're organized and you're methodical at what you do, uh, life can really be fun in the horse business. But you got to make sure you're prepared and you got to watch out for the things that might jump up and get you, you know. And so that's why you need to sit down and make a day-to-day list of what you do, how you do it, and, you know, have a little backup plan on it. Uh, you know, you need to do that. It's like like an order and feed. Um, you know, you know that you use 10 bags of feed a week, um, you know, for two horses. Uh, you always want to make sure you got 12 bags of feed because that 12th bag, uh, the, the 11 and 12 bag, might be the bag that saves you if the truck breaks down or, you know, if you have some kind of problem, uh, you know, that type of thing. It's all about organization. and It's about how you flow. Uh, it's how you go. You know, and that's what we're trying to do here at IEN. We're trying to give the horsemen the opportunity to get organized. And like whenever, like I said, whenever you come to IEN TV and you want to see this week's derby prep races, you come there on Saturday and, and you know, or Sunday and you click right onto it and there you go. You know, you're, you're right to each one of the tracks that you need to go to and you don't have to work at it or anything. Uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And then, and then we're going to show how the owners and trainers make a decision to run in the 2023 Kentucky Derby. And then we're going to uh, show you the actual Kentucky Derby. So that's what we're trying to do here at IEM. Um, if you want to ever get a hold of me, call, uh, call me at 561-466-1272. Uh, go to IENEquineTV at gmail.com. Email me or just get on our website and, and you can get all that information that you need. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going in the right direction. Um, we're really going to make a headway when we 
when we actually start getting the video in. And, and you'll see other announcers, and you'll hear other announcers. And you won't have to put up with me and, and my rambling as I go on, you know, and everything. But that's what we do. Uh, you know, uh, we get it here and, and uh, try to make it easy for the horsemen. So nobody called in for the derby glass. Nobody called in for the ship, uh, free ship membership. So my treasure chest is getting bigger and bigger every week. So this might be a good thing for me. You know, I have nothing out of pocket. Everything stays here at home. So look forward to uh, next uh, Thursday. Uh, we'll have some uh, prep race results. And uh, we'll have a little bit more on uh, uh, on our Quest for Equine uh, Gold debut. And we're going to have fun because we're going to be debuting all week long. So see you or hear from you next Thursday at 1 o'clock.